Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and today we're going to talk about me time. Now, I've done a lot of shows about me time, and I really struggle with the concept of me time because, you know, I've got two kids, I've got my 84-year-old dad, I've got three dogs, I've got a company to run, I've got a brother that comes in and out from Germany, Denver, wherever he is, he shows up with two hours' notice, and, you know, in a perfect world, all these would line up like, like, kind of like little, um, I don't know, like little Legos, you know, and lock in where they're supposed to be, but they kind of all crash together. Like they got sucked up with a vacuum and they just spewed all, all over the carpet. And as I've worked on my spiritual journey and allowing myself to meditate and getting good at it and stay in my seat and all these things, it's kind of like trying to pray while you're on a roller coaster or, sit down and have a peaceful cup of tea and, you know, you're in some sort of, you know, Mr. Toad's wild ride that kind of jerks you back and forth. And I I feel like I'm a ping pong ball sometimes bouncing from sacred space to, you know, cleaning up a kitchen mess to bouncing over to here to handle a problem with handbells and a, you know, broken computer charger. And it, I know that there is a way to have me time fit in around everyone else's needs and everything else that has to get done, but I'm not real good at it. And I, I find if the kids are away for the day and I can carve out a chunk of time, I can get into that space and then rest and restore and rejuvenate and then come out of it. But I'm not good at it yet. And I really want to talk about the practices that you guys employ because when you don't have a sacred space, or for me, I need like a sacred space. If I can go in my bathtub, shut my door at the end of the night and block everybody out, it still takes me like a half an hour to wind down. And I struggle with the concept of your home being your sacred space. And I, I'm so excited to talk to Fred and Linda today because Linda's going through a remodel and reconstruction. So there is different energies and people and, you know, big work boots stomping around your beautiful place. And Fred, you are bustling, hustling around New York City and finding peace in a noisy coffee shop. I know that because I saw you. I heard you on the phone. You found peace. And I wish you could have seen my face from the other end of the phone line, Fred, because there was so much noise. Like the word cacophony just doesn't even cover it. 
and you're zen and you're talking and you're grooving and I'm like how does he do that and I have to have all these props <laughs> you know I need my yoga mat and my pillow and my scented candle just to calm down enough to get into this space so I really want to talk about this because I can't be the only one struggling with this No, I think I think women especially struggle with it because they think about it more. But maybe the key is, and we'll talk to Fred about it, is being in the in having your own place or, or being in your sacred place all the time, so that there isn't like a sacred place, but you know your body is the sacred place, and maybe that is what what we've talked about in other shows is like tuning out a lot of the excess and just being in that seat, that good place all the time or as much time as you can. It's not just when you're in um, your bathtub or in your meditation or on your yoga mat. Um, As you were talking, that sort of came into my head that that would really be the key to always be in that place or as much as you can be in that place um, and maybe we can talk to Fred about how you get into that place just during a regular day without carving out that special time. Is that kind of what you were look, looking for, Sam? Yeah, like how do I take that sacred space with me? You know, that yeah. was like when I come to your place in New York City, Linda, you know, I sleep. And you know this. I sleep. I, I probably sleep as much as I visit you while I'm there. It feels good and I feel comforted and safe and I can finally be at rest but what I saw with Fred is that you know he can take his sacred space with him without like a duffel bag full of props um so Fred I would love for you to weigh in on this because you are not walking around New York City with a yoga mat a candle you know some zen music and and you know three bags of (laughs) yoo-hoo's Well, Linda said it just perfect. You work on your sacred space uh, isn't the bathtub. It's what the bathtubs help. The bathtub helps you get to your sacred place. The candles help you get to your sacred place. It's not the sacred place. So what I'd say is, you know, or keep doing what you're doing in regards to the end of the day fix your bath or if people get a glass of wine or put in certain music or light a candle, whatever your yoga mat, whatever guides you to the place. But those props aren't the space. The space is in you. So one thing I try to do, if I can, here's an example, like a, like a, a fun guy thing for me is if I go get my hair cut once a month, right? There's a, there's these two, a Russian, young Russian guy in his 20s and his dad owned this little barber shop, you know. And what's really funny is I'm in between both of their ages, or I thought I was. Um, it turned out the dad was older than, uh, I was older than the dad. But um, when I'm in there, it's, I bring where I am with me. So when you're in your sacred, spla- uh, sacred place, Sandra, it would be interesting to try to uh, bring someone like maybe one of your sons or your dad or your dog. I'm sure you do. You have pets. 
into that space with you. <gasps> that made me like, oh, no. But, okay, I'm going with you. <laughs> no, but if you, it's a, a, it's a choice. But B, what you're doing is you're integrating. There's a missing element. To me, as, you, as a, uh, someone that knows you fairly well, my, I, we tease, I call you my new friend, Sandra, that when you're in that space, I don't mean to bring them in the bathtub with you, but I mean <laughs> when, when you're in that space within yourself, when you leave the bath, see if you can get you know your favorite dog <laughs> that mirrors you to sit with you in that space. Then all of a sudden, you're not, you don't have to be in your bath to be there. Then all of a sudden, you're in your room or on your bed, you know, in a peaceful, calming state with your dog. Or maybe you're sitting out in your backyard looking at the stars by the pool. You know, you can expand that place because the place isn't where you are. It's what you guys said. It's internal. I try to bring it to the barber shop with me, or I try to, to bring I bring it to the into the gym lounge with me, where there's you know sixteen disgusting guys and a few very you know funny loud type A women who share these stories and and there's this ebb and this flow and this energy, but you bring yourself into that. You can practice that. It's a muscle. We have a great sponsor today on Powered Up Talk Radio, Organifi. And you can go to Organifi.com to get 20% off your order with code POWEREDUP. Organifi is an organic superfood company that I love and use daily. From their plant-based vitamin-packed protein powder to their green juice, red juice, I get what I need every day without the mess of a juicer, the time it takes to shop, chop, and clean the fruits and veggies, and most importantly, I have the confidence that I know what is going into my body and I'm getting what I need. See, I'm a soul-supporting single mom who cares for my 84-year-old dad and my two teen and preteen sons. I'm busy. See, I don't need to thrive. I have to thrive. Because on top of that, I own and run my own business that supports us. Talk about stress. I need these powerful nutrients, antioxidants, and immune-boosting herbs, along with my protein, vitamins, and minerals to knock it out of the park every day, each day. Because if I go down, we all go down. And that's not happening on my watch. And taste, gee, with all the goodness for my body, I don't really care. But I was really surprised to find out how good this stuff is. What a bonus. Try it for yourself and see how you feel. That's Organifi.com to get 20% off your order with code POWEREDUP. Organifi.com, code POWEREDUP. I love that because I, I thought about... When you were talking, you know, I really did mistake that the 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 props were the portal to where I needed to go. And, you know, I'm going to work on that. I'm going to try to, to, to integrate or to bring that feeling. Um, and I want to talk about that sacred space when we come back from the break. Like, what does that feel like for you? What does it feel like for Linda? You know, because I, I know what it feels like for me. And I'm curious, you know, we're three very different people. You know, Fred, you're a big, tall, good-looking guy. Linda's like this cute little lady, like, you know, 100 pounds soaking wet. And, you know, you guys are so different to me. 
it would be neat for us all to share when we come back from the break. What does it feel like to be in your sacred space? And, you know, how do you define it? Is it a place that that as Fred said, you know, he carries it with him. I would like to know how to carry it with him. And, you know, Linda, you had a remodel in your bedroom last year and your bathroom area. That's that whole place that you go to recharge. And what did you do at that time to get yourself back to that sacred space when you couldn't physically be there? Um, we're here today with Fred from New York City. We're here today with Linda Franklin. I also want to encourage you to to go to our Powered Up Community Facebook page. We have not only not lots of our episodes up there, but we have great dialogues after the show about the things that we talk about and that we didn't cover and areas that we can discuss. Linda, it's really fun to go to the Powered Up Community page. Yeah, I go there every day, and I just encourage people to to you know write their experiences down just you know just a, a quick little thing and and we'll we'll answer you back and you know who knows what what gem is going to appear there that's really going to help you um make some wonderful changes in your life well and so much of it is a light turning on like you know i thank you both fred and linda today you turned on the light for me that it's not the space that is the sacred space it's the place that i go that is the sacred space and i'm really going to work hard about creating an environment that is bulletproof so i can take my sacred space anywhere i go we'll be back after the break that facebook group is called powered up community you can find it on facebook it's facebook slash powered up community we'll be back after the break to talk a little bit more about sacred spaces We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. growing up in Wisconsin, no matter how frigid it was outside, my Uncle Bob never seemed to get cold. He would come in from the snow wearing a t-shirt and remark how fresh it was outside. Then again, folks from Wisconsin are a pretty hardy bunch. As America's official dairy state, the cows have been known to give ice cream instead of milk when the temperatures drop. What's a word for a giant snowball that is formed by rolling a smaller one through a field of snow? Hogamadog. Megla is an old Scots word meaning to trudge laboriously through the snow. And mufflements is an old Lancashire word for thick, warm, insulating clothes and gloves. Don't forget that you shouldn't try and send text messages if you're standing out in the cold. It can lead to typothermia. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. 
We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and we are visiting today with Fred from New York City. And Linda, I love the concept of a sacred space. And when you Google it, it's all about the stuff. Like you need flowers, you need a relaxing color, a yoga mat, uh, yoga blocks, candles. You know, when you look up sacred space in Google, it's all about the stuff. And I'm wanting to know what does your sacred space feel like not what's in it you know not where is it but what does it feel like when you when you're there yeah i mean <clears throat> but that but you're right um it's always about when they when they talk about a sacred space it's like yeah i'm getting a massage or i'm just relaxing getting a pedicure or i'm on my yoga mat or whatever it's i i really love the last segment when we said <clears throat> It's not about the stuff. It's about where you are and not physically where you are, but where you are in your consciousness because you can take that with you no matter where you are because you take yourself wherever you go, right? So you're not always going to have that. And you said like last time in the last segment that I did a renovation and my sacred place is always my bedroom because it's beautiful and it's light. And I, but I was doing the renovation. It was like, it was like hell in here. It was horrible. I didn't have my sacred space. But I'm, I, w- I learned to just be okay no matter where I was. And, and to me, that just feels like peace. It feels like peace and quiet. It just feels like nothing can um, upset you it's just it's just quiet it's just relaxing it's just you know it's like heart open and um, I've I've told you that Lucy my dog helps me with that because she opens my heart like nobody else so if, if Lucy is with me it makes it even better because I just love looking at her just looking at her or kissing her belly is my sacred space it just feels so good, you know. So you look, you look for something that just wherever you happen to be at that time, that's going to open you up and just just make you feel terrific. I mean, that's that's. Do I get secret messages, or you know, does that quiet? Is it something you know really ethereal? No, it's to, for me, it, and it's, I think it's an individual experience. It's just feeling quiet, calm, and peaceful, and loving. That's my sacred space. Fred, I'd love to know what your sacred space is like. Peace, deep peace. And I think it's personal, and it depends on the day. Uh, And I think it's more an alignment, internal alignment than an actual space but I do have like rituals that I like to do you know Um, whether it's uh, sitting in the park before the gym with a you know an iced tea and put my face up in the sun for 10 minutes or uh, you know hugging this there's this giant tree in a park downstairs from my apartment and at certain hours, it's very, very quiet, you know, and there's just a lot of nature, you know, chipmunks and squirrels and birds. And I can just sit 
uh, and be in nature, I think that helps me align to that also. So I do have my rituals, whether it's like a long, hot shower or bath, you know, in the dark, um, I like. Um, yeah, I have my rituals, but my rituals are alignment uh, tools. And I think if I'm quiet and still and it's easier to align to my sacred space, my internal happy space. Well, I think learning to be still was something that, that you're right, it's a great tool to get into that place. Because when I get into my sacred space, I feel floaty and giggly and, and a little bit dizzy and sleepy but awake at the same time. And, you know, it's <laughs> I mean, it's really yeah. fun. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's a riot and it's it's peaceful, but it's joyful. Like, it's it's like every positive emotion at once, but like there's no word for it, but it's not energized. Like, I'm all inside myself. And sometimes I see bright colors. Sometimes I smell things. And I'm always shocked when I open my eyes and I'm back in the tub or I'm, you know, sitting on my yoga mat. Like, I just... <laughs> just kind of you know it makes sense that I'm busy in my life I guess I'm busy in my spiritual life too um can I ask both of you one of the things that I've been thinking about all week is the power of a hug um I hug a lot I hug my kids I hug my dad I I hug my dogs but I don't get a lot of hugs back I mean sometimes my older son will hug me but more often than not I'm the hugger versus the huggy and I really miss being hugged on a regular basis. And one of the things that happens when you're with a dog, a cat, a child, a parent, a loved one, when you hug, there's that little bit of moment in there where you're kind of lost just in the hug. And that, to me, mirrors the sacred space. Does that ever happen to either of you? I'm going to go to Fred first. Yeah, that's exactly the space. That's that's deep peace right and uh, whether it's you know what do they call the the hormone that your body releases but i think it's even deeper than that you know um and i do that freely if it's appropriate i mean i told you this story where you know there was a neighbor who i don't know very well, but we were standing on a busy corner. I just came out of a supermarket at Trader Joe's, and she just started chatting me up. And there's thousands, literally thousands, hundreds of people around us, walking in four different directions, and cars, and buses, and bicycles, and fruit carts, and and she asked about my dog, and then I asked about her dog, and she just started weeping. So I put my bags down and I said I'm going to hug you now she's like oh you don't have to do that you know and I said well you don't have to put down your bags but I, I started hugging her she put down her bags and she just lost it because I realized that her she had to take care of an ailing dog and she was going to have to put her dog down and she kept apologizing and I said don't apologize I said do you know how lucky you are that you feel this way? And she didn't get it at first. But I was like, you love your dog so much that if you have, 
that you can feel this. I said, that's amazing. And she kind of got it. And then by the time we walked away from a busy corner and she was walking one direction and I was walking the other, you know, she turned back and smiled and she was in a completely different place. But people now do that to me. You know, mostly just family members or, or good friends. But I find that if it's outside myself, then someone's going to do that for you, too. And I can't wait till you come to New York because I'm going to give you the hugest hug. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Linda, how about you? Well, I, you know, for me, it's like, who's hugging me? If someone is, is, wants to hug me that I don't want to be hugged, then it's like kind of a no, I don't, you know, it's like a bad energy hug and I don't want it. But when there's, I have this one woman, um, and she's just a wonderfully warm, spiritual, loving, light person. And when she hugs me, it's like, it's like angels hugging you and it's it's warm and it's soft and it's cozy and yeah it's healing it's wonderful and it's it's the same you know with fred there yeah I, you know because people want to be touched but you and and just to to let yourself go in somebody else's warm energy i think is i think it's a gift it's a blessing it can change your whole day well, and, you know, I think, you know, we've gotten so caught up with with digital and, and, you know, I think of like, you know, the lawyers and the psychoanalysts and everything and inappropriate touching. And it's hard to know, like, when and where you can hug somebody. And I used to get all upset about it. Now I don't. Now I just hug if I want to hug. But the other thing that I do, and this kind of goes along with the, the pack and carry or pack and play um, spiritual space, I think of like the pack and play playpen I used to take my kids wherever I'd go and I'd have this playpen I could just unfold it and we had a playpen wherever we go and I think of that like I'm going to think about that like as my sacred space I'm going to have my pack and play sacred space that I can just open up and unpack wherever I go um but the the hug allows I think at least allows me and sometimes the people I'm with to go into that sacred space of because how many times have you ever been hugged especially if you're upset um somebody hugs you and it just releases everything in you so Fred when I come to New York City and you hug me if I start bawling it's that's just (laughs) that's just what 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 might happen um and and it's not the same when you have to ask to be hugged no that's the worst. Isn't it the worst? So you you know, this is like an involve someone is is giving you some some beautiful, peaceful energy from themselves and they're just enveloping you in that in that beautiful space. Um it's it and it's sacred. It's a sacred space. But if you have to ask for it, it's not the same. It's very different. Fred, what about you? Yeah, it's very different. It's very different. But I also think what happens is is when you sort of walk through life or walk through your day in a happy place, I think you can also read where people are. So just like if somebody's, you know, charging at you down the sidewalk, you can cross the street. It's the other way around, too, where, you know, having a dog in New York City where most people uh, walk everywhere it's fascinating because there's a whole culture 
And there's people that I don't even really know that, like, I might hug or might want to hug me. And or they just have these amazing conversations with a perfect stranger because they stop and they want to chat up because of the dog or they really just use the dog sort of as a vehicle. But hugs can also be not physical hugs. You know, you I can't. I've got to cut you off, Fred, but yeah, you you yeah. led me perfectly into the next segment because the paradox of hugs is that they are physical, but they also can be enacted mentally. And Fred, I'm so glad you told us the story because we're going to go to commercial break. Uh, that group is Powered Up Community on Facebook that you want to sign up for. We come back from the break. We're going to talk more with Fred and Linda about mental hugs. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. Tossing pennies into the fountain of youth. It's merging and we're Gifts make gladden girls, but they seem to burden guys. That's what a recent study by Live Science says. Women respond with happy gratitude when they receive a present. But when a man unwraps a gift, he immediately feels a sense of obligation to the giver. Even those women who really don't like getting presents are pretty good at faking a smile. What do you call a person who fakes a smile? An exodesiast. According to psychologists, men tend to keep mental notes of what they got from whom and check it against their own generosity. Women, on the other hand, take gift-giving much less seriously. I guess ever since Eve gave Adam the apple, there's been trouble between sexes about gifts. Have you ever unwrapped a G-Food Jet? That's another name for any gift you'd just rather put in the garbage. It's Marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's some more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is for all you girls. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we're visiting today with Fred from New York City, and we're talking about the power of hugs and the sacred space that can be created in between the hugger and the huggy, and there's just something magical that happens and I think it's like maybe two souls colliding, two energies mixing, you know, who knows what it is, uh, the right languaging for it. But I like to give mental hugs. Like last night I was talking to my friend Noelle and I want to put a shout out to her and her son who was recently diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. He's only three. And she was talking to me on the phone last night. We talked till the wee morning of the hours of the morning and I were like a hundred miles away. So I kept sending her these hugs, like 
like I would close my eyes and just imagine myself hugging my friend and patting her back and telling her it would be okay. And it was weird because sometimes she's like, oh my God, I'm feeling so much better. And I would have just like sent her a hug in the last, you know, couple of conversation breaks. And I do think that you can send energetic hugs to people. I think they can feel it. And it's just as simple as imagining yourself hugging that person and giving them a hug. I'm going to go to Linda first. What do you think about, you know, virtual hugging? I think it's a wonderful thing. And as you were saying it, what popped into my head was, why don't we give those virtual hugs to ourselves more often? Because if, if we could give those virtual hugs to ourselves, think of how comforting it would be. Mm. Yeah. That could cha- that could be your sacred space is just your virtual hugs because, you know, uh, you know we've been talking about uh, we lately San and I have been talking about you know this inner child stuff because I had a birthday, and um, on the cake was a picture of me at three and then a, another picture at thirty three. Well, thirty three didn't matter too much, but the little cake, the little kid on the on the birthday cake, I don't know, it, it got me very emotional. So lately, I've really been you know, talking to my inner child and sort of taking care of her as a mom and giving her virtual hugs, but at the same time I'm giving myself virtual hugs. So I think that that's really important that we honor ourselves and and do it for others, but do it for ourselves because that virtual hug's a sacred space for us. Well. Fred, I'm going to go over to you. Yeah, I just say, wow, that's uh, amazing. I mean, most people are better at taking care of others than themselves. So that would be kind of like a an interesting, kind of like a homework assignment. Like, wow, maybe I should just practice doing that. Because I would do that, like I said, with somebody on the street. But do I do that for myself? I can't even think that if I, if I ever have. Not consciously. I mean, I, I align myself to my happy place, my sacred place, but I don't uh, think of myself as uh, caring for myself in the way that you had, like to look at, you know, that picture of you as a young child and to say, wow, I'm going to nurture that little boy in me and honor that little boy in me and take care of that. That's a pretty uh, amazing, powerful thing. Yeah, it it is. And I think it's very healing, too, um, because, uh, you know, so much we've carried so much stuff with us uh, all of our lives. And then to to go back and, and tell that little girl or little yeah. boy how special they are and how proud you are of them and how much you love them i think it's as i said i was doing i was doing it with me like i was her mother but i don't think it matters you know it's just it just yeah. giving the, giving them the the love and the and honoring them for being as special as they are i think it's really important we do that for ourselves yeah i have a lot of especially maybe it's a guy thing but i have a lot of uh, male friends that don't or can't even look at pictures of themselves when they were younger, which is kind of bizarre. When my parents were uh, passed and, you know, we kept 
some of the pictures. We went through family photos, and I kept one. There's this little picture of me, I think, during my first haircut. And it was in some little, like, rocking horsey, like, barber chair. And just screaming at the top of my lungs. <laughs> like, like you could just... And it's it's a cute, very funny picture. Uh, and so that's out of all the hundreds or thousands of pictures of where I kept that. And it's in a little frame on my little bookshelves in my in my little dining room. So I... It's interesting, though. Now I will look at that differently, you know. And, you know, there were always stories about that little kid. But I didn't don't really have a relationship with that little kid. But it's interesting. Maybe that's a guy thing versus a female thing. You know, my male friends don't even have pictures of themselves as a little kid. I mean, I happen to have that out because we, you know just settled my family's uh estate so you know and that was just a funny picture that i had never seen so that's what i kept out but maybe i'll do that maybe i will like uh nurture or look after or talk to or think about that part of me yeah. i think that's a it's a it's a powerful exercise yeah, I, th- I think so. Um, what do well, you think? Well, it's one that they do in, in, you know, I've had it done with a therapist where you walk through different points in your life and you talk to that person and you, you know, you forgive that person, you nurture that person, you, you know, but a lot of it is being acknowledged. And I'm going to go way out on a limb here, guys. You know, there's a lot of, of, commentary out there about time you know about dimensions about is sandra fred and linda from 1985 the same energy as sandra friend and linda in 2017 and where did that person go and what happened to it and you know it reminds me of like three-dimensional chess like what dimension are you playing on so is honoring who you were at, you know, four years old for your haircut um, and some of the things that you experienced, Fred or little Linda, you know, on the cake and what she got or didn't get. Is it possible, do you think, to go back to that time and repair and restore, you know, almost like Terminator time travel? If we go back to, you know, year three in our life and repair something, does that shift the future? Because it sounds very Terminator to me, but it also sounds very, very possible. Wow. Yeah, um, I know. That's a lot for a radio no, show. No, no, no. No, it's, no, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Um, and I don't know if we can if we can retrace our steps and go back, but we certainly can... We can certainly can be now and going forward with this new this new respect and this new love for for who we are. I, I think we can repair it now. I don't think we have to go back to repair it. I think if we can repair it now, that's I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I, yeah, I I definitely think we can affect. Uh, I, I think of ourselves as uh, each person and their essence is like picture a I in my mind I picture us as a giant upside down iceberg right and I think of 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 this body I have as like the tip of the iceberg 
So I think when we focus on something being at the tip of the iceberg um, and having things affect us or not, I think it affects the whole iceberg. Okay, well, that's not too dissimilar to my Sarah Connor theory of, of you know, kind of whole, whole life management or whole life healing. Because if it affects the tip of the iceberg, then logic tells us if it affects the base of the iceberg, it would still affect the tip. So it's bidirectional. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, I think... Maybe not in a way that we could actually understand it, but I do believe that it does. I think it's very healing. The fact that uh, Linda could have that relationship with that little girl on the cake um, and take care of that little girl, maybe that didn't get what it needed or wanted when it was younger, and, it, and she's honoring that today. How does that not affect everything else? It has to. Yeah, because that's another sacred space, right? I mean, we're, this show is all about sacred spaces, yeah. and I think that's a very sacred space um, that you know that we that we need to visit. Well, and don't you both think that many of our adult wounds that we carry, or the baggage we carry, comes starts with some of these childhood experiences where we're not heard, we're forgotten, we're we're um, not treated maybe the way we would have treated, you know, how we would treat someone today. So to go back to that childhood space and to honor that child and talk to that child, which is you, is very much a process of acknowledging who you were, even when it's yourself. And I think that's probably the most important because I think a million people can tell you your, your hair looks nice today, if one person tells you it's not nice, you're going to focus on that. But if you look in the mirror and think your hair looks nice, it carries so much different weight. So if we go back to our ourselves in different dimensions, I think that there can be a very healing, simple process of just acknowledging that child and saying, hey, I'm sorry that you went through that. Or, hey, that, that stinks that that happened. Or, you know, I would, I would give you more if I could. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and to even thank that that child, which is you, because it got you here. Yeah, thank you for right? being so strong. Yeah, they got you here, right? That's amazing, too. So it can go both ways. You can honor your the child in your childhood that it got you here, but also back, you know, it can kind of turn the flip the coin over, so to speak, and... and and help integrate, you know, your your past into the present and the present into your past. Yeah. Yeah, it's very healing, I would think. And, yes, because then the child is thanking you for getting her so far. I love that. And, and what could affect your sacred space more than that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I need to take us to commercial break. Um, we are here today with Fred from New York City, uh, Linda Franklin. The community that we're talking about on Facebook is powered up. We can continue this conversation after the break, and we can continue this conversation in the words of the Terminator, a.k.a. Sarah Connor's movie. I'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> 
we've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Secret Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velocity's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velocity is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, ingenuity, and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures. To her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons, her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine, and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin and Fred from New York City, and we are talking about sacred spaces. And, you know, Linda, when I went to see you guys, you and Fred last year in New York, I did this little exercise. I think I I, I talked to you about it. I got... I don't know. I goofed up my flights. What's new? And I had to sit in the airport. What was it like nine hours into some crazy <laughs> amount of time? Yeah. And I decided to sit 
um, in this cafe area outside where the throngs of people were going by. And I thought, what would happen if I smiled and made eye contact with people? And, I, you know, I was just having some fun. And, you know, I'm kind of a goofy girl with my pink luggage. And, you know, I'm clearly harmless. You know, I'm not not some crazy, um, you know, maybe I am crazy. Who knows? Um, but I sat at this corner. And as people would walk by, when I would smile at them and make eye contact, I would make a little check on my nap with my pen to see how many people would smile back and other than a couple people that were on their phone and I couldn't make eye contact to everybody smiled back like there was not even the grumpy mother or the you know old man trudging off the plane or the you know guy from some country or girl from some country who who would know where and um, it was really fun because it was like my own little smile experiment. And I was, so, I was so happy and I wasn't doing anything, just sitting at the table, grinning like an idiot to people coming by, but it showed what a difference the world can be. And that to me was another sacred space. I'm not traveling with anybody. I'm sitting by myself. I think I had a, you know, like a diet Coke and, you know, maybe a hot pretzel or something, whatever they serve, you know, is airport food. And I just smiled and I just acknowledged people as they went by with a warm smile. And it was super cool. No, it's nice. And I've, I'm noticing now because I'm, you know, I'm work. I'm working at this. You know, this is like a this is a job. I'm working at it because I really, I really love to see the the changes in the in the advances that I can make. I I never would walk down the street smiling at people because I had that face like don't come near me because you know I'm, I'm not looking for trouble. And now I mean I can see I'm, I'm smiling a whole lot more at people. And you're right, they are smiling back, and it makes me feel good that I'm smiling because that's a, that's a change for me. That's a a really positive change. And then of course when you're walking an adorable little dog and people stop and you know do that, I mean that that even makes it better. But you know just walking by myself and smiling. Uh, people are smiling back, and I'm I'm noticing that, and that makes me feel good. That's another being in a sacred space. It may only be a minute or two or three, but it it just it just sets it up. It just feels so good. It doesn't take much, so I think that we all have to find you know different things that that put us in our sacred space, whether it's a smile or a hug or or whatever we're doing. To, or looking at the baby picture, all the things we talked about, what is it for you? And I think when you when you identify it, you'll you'll know because you'll get that that little flutter in your heart that says, "Hmm, this this is working. This is good." Silence. <laughs> well, no, I mean, no, because I was thinking about the power of a smile. I mean, I have a tendency to grin like an idiot all day long. I can't help it. I'm just happy. I mean, I'm I. <laughs> I was born happy. I, you know, I had my sad period and, you know, that that's over now, but I, it's just the way I'm made. And I can't imagine going through life without smiling at somebody. And, you know, every time I tried to Google stuff for, for this segment on the internet, it just comes out with like teeth whitening, teeth straightening, teeth, this teeth, that. But the fact <laughs> of the matter is 
I don't even know if people have teeth when I'm smiling at them. All I see is their the happy eyes. Like, you know, it's like my energy goes out and gives a handshake to their energy and then their eyes light up and then the energy bounces back. It's like I'm rubber, you're in glue, you know, whatever I say yeah. bounces off of me and sticks to you. I mean, it it it's magical and it's free and it's simple. Yeah, so you don't need your bathtub, you don't need your yoga mat, you don't need your wine, you don't need your, you know, your 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 singing bowls or whatever. I'm not saying that you don't use those things because they 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 help you with all of that, but that isn't the place. That those are those are props to get you to your place. And we're saying we really don't need props. It could be as easy as a smile or a hug or, or looking at a baby picture. What about awesome. you, Fred? Do you smile a lot? I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I. I think I. I'm oddly, uh, with lack of a better word, giddy a lot. So I, people think I smoke a lot of dope, and I haven't smoked <laughs> dope in like probably like thirty years, thirty five years. <laughs> so I guess I do. Um, but what's really interesting is, and, and I don't want to. Uh, what happens or what challenges you when, you know, I was going up, I think I told Linda this story, I was going up a Barnes & Noble uh, staircase and there was a, a woman <clears throat> who was standing at the base of the escalator and so I just smiled at her and uh, uh, said hello really nicely and then passed her on the escalator and went up and went out to the street and I think you might want to edit this out but she I heard someone screaming and cursing right half a block finally I turned around and I looked and it was her Ooh. and she was and she was pointing at me and I thought wow this is a really uh, uh, dense very unhappy person so instead of being affected by it, I actually said out loud, I kept, I, I, I only turned back once. And when I saw that it was her and she pointed and I was like, ooh, this is a really, uh, she's in a very bad place or she's a very negative person. So I, I just said out loud, I kept saying, Bless your heart, bless your heart, bless your heart, bless your heart. I literally out loud, I was like one of those crazy people on the side sidewalk, you know, because I was walking amongst people, I was doing that. And then I stepped into the street and crossed the street because it was so bad, I didn't want to be around it. So I think I, I am in a really good place a lot, um, and I enjoy that, and I share that. But what's really interesting is every once in a while, if you live literally amongst millions of people and they're all on foot traffic um, and you're in public and you're in certain neighborhoods, it's possible that you can come across that. So I make sure that unconsciously and now maybe consciously because you guys, we can talk about this is. I don't let that affect where I am. And that's really uh, interesting for me and challenging. Yeah, because you want to protect your sacred space, right? 
You don't want yes. you don't want that invasion into that, and I think that we have to be protective of it. And I, you know, I do. I do. That doesn't mean closing off your heart or doing anything, but we want to we want to keep the bad stuff out and let the good stuff in. Yes. Well, that's like my happy bubble, you know. And it, it, it when the kids were little, we used to have this Elmo that you could press a lever and he would blow bubbles out of his head, and uh-huh. I loved this. I still have it. Yes. I'm not giving it up, and it became mine. And one of the things that, like, when I do go to New York City or I do travel for work or I go down to L.A. where it's really crowded or there's lots of people around or, you know, I could be also at soccer, too. And I, like, I blow my happy bubble. Like, it comes out of the top of my head and I blow this big, (laughs) you know, I feel like I'm like a human hamster, you know, rolling around in this big bubble. But if I stay in my bubble... Um, I can get through just about anything and it, and it, nothing sticks to me, you know, like kind of bounces off the bubble and, and, you know, cause every once in a while, somebody will say to me like, what are you so happy about? <laughs> Which just makes me laugh even harder. Um, so they're not getting the desired result, but it is possible to surround yourself. I know like, you know, some of these woo woo people, they're like, oh yeah, it's angelic love and light. And I don't know, whatever it is. But for me, the concept of a happy bubble coming out of Elmo's head and blown around me and blown around my loved ones, like that works for me and it makes me happy. And I, I would imagine there's some energy we give off when we're happy that repels things. Yes. Yeah. You know, and it's it's true. I'm Fred is a very high energy, good energy person, and so and it's strong. I mean, every time I'm with him, I feel like I'm in a hug, even though he's not he's not hugging me. I feel like I'm in a hug. But for some people, that could be very you know alarming and threatening because it it affects them too, but in a negative way. So then they have to, you know, they get kind of nuts. Um, but you know they're they're few and far between, so you know we just stay in our happy place. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who's got some best practice advice for sacred space? Fred got a, got a good winner for me. Practice advice. Oh. Just be in it. I'm in it right now. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I have my happy bubble. How about you, Linda? I'm just yeah, bubbling yeah. here. Just, just pay attention to to the, the, the good things that it will put you in your happy place. Um, and if you're not, do whatever you can to get back in because that's where you want to be because it feels so good. It feels I, so good. I feel like we're just passing through and this goes so fast. I don't, there's just so much I don't sweat. That's it. Okay, there you have it. Um, check out our Powered Up community on Facebook and, you know, share with us what is your happy bubble, what's your best practices for staying in the lane, the seat, the zone, whatever you want it to be. Creating your life here can be magical. It can be wonderful. Both Linda and I and Fred have walked this earth for, my gosh, like 150 years total, and we've learned a few things around the way, and we've also, you know, worked hard on mastering some of these so i encourage you guys to make your best possible life starting now we'll be back again next week 
We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and prom 